0: Hey hey, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Self to Society. My name is Dennis. This is a podcast that you're choosing to listen to. If you're on Instagram live, hello again. I uh, today's episode has a very long mid 2000s emo band length title. And what I'm just I just want to talk about three things that are very very prevalent in what all of us are experiencing in the culture, and the world that we live in. It is much more pressing for others than it is for myself. But also, I feel as if... uh, I'll get into it. I want to talk about entitlement, privilege, and systematic prejudice. Uh, And I'm specifically not saying systematic racism, because I also want to talk about uh, the prejudice against uh, genders and... Cultures and subcultures, etc. But the reason that I typically don't talk about these issues and why I'm going to try to talk about all of them at one time instead of parsing them into different episodes is because what I have learned, and it is a very true truth, (laughs) it's unfortunate truth, but it is also a very true truth, is that some people in all of these cultures that are prejudiced, that um, experience the entitlement of other people, or the privilege of other people. Some folks in the cultures don't want equality. They just simply want to be heard or understood, and they don't want it to really be equal. I know this from entering into many of conversation. So this is my experience. I'm not saying that this is uh, the experience of the whole, but it's my experience. And in my experience, I have tried to stand for racial issues. I have tried to stand for Uh, women in being uh, assaulted or attacked or belittled by men. I've also tried to stand in the gap for the LGBTQ community. I have done all three of those things with passion and fervor. And what I've learned is that some folks within those subcultures do not like that a straight white man wants to stand in their place some people do not want me to be the voice for the issue. On the other side of that conversation, there are uh, folks of different gender, color, sexual orientation that experience a shit ton of pain put on them by entitled and privileged white men, for lack of a better way to say it. Um, and, then, and then the ask is that the, that the straight white men who have the privilege and entitlement, would stand up for the people who are being hurt and wronged. So, what I've learned is that I I want to honor that call, I want to respond when uh, one of my black friends says, hey, this fucking sucks, can you stand up for me in this? Or when uh, a friend of mine who's trans is going through some really shitty cultural stuff and they want me to stand for them, or when I know somebody who is a female who has been raped or abused by a man wants me to stand for them, I'll stand in the gap. Uh, it really is unfortunate to know that, that all three of these subsets of pain and abuse, most of the time don't want a straight white man being the voice for their pain. They just want us to change and to fix it. And I get it. I wish that, I wish that I wish that my voice was loud enough and could resound far enough to simply say stop fucking feeling like anybody owes you shit (laughs) to all of the men and women who have ever uh, injured somebody. And I say men and women on purpose because this is uh, uh, while uh, while I would say that systematically most of it happens at the hands of privileged, entitled white men. I think most of the pain that is culturally put out uh, in, in these conversations is from privileged, entitled straight white men. However, comma, with that, that demographic uh, is not the only demographic to inflict pain or harm on other people. It just isn't. However, I believe that it's the systematic part of it that is so troubling. It is systematized that a rich white boy can rape a girl and not be sentenced to prison there's a systematic fucking issue there there's a systematic issue that women in general whether they're straight bi trans any however they what's the word identify themselves women cannot walk around at night and feel safe not hardly anywhere in this country can is a woman willing or should a woman want to walk around uh by herself at night and feel safe it just isn't it's a systematic problem that we have the other the other one is race there is a systematic issue where uh white men of power have very obviously it's not even a fucking i don't even know why uh some people have to make it a conversation because it isn't one. It is very obvious that black men and women are targeted by white people in leadership or in places of power. That just is a true thing. We see it all the fucking time. Um, and then, uh, we see, you know, a white kid who quote unquote goes crazy and shoots a bunch of people fucking get out of it. While, while I know friends of mine who are african-american mexican and basically anything other than white can get pulled over and fucking put in handcuffs for no real reason because at some point in an officer's day they felt that it was necessary to flex their power and their entitlement and their privilege onto somebody else simply because of the color of their skin or their gender that is some fucked up shit I don't know how to fix it. My uh, What stresses me out and what gives me so much social anxiety about these issues is that I don't know how in the fuck it changes. I actually don't think it changes by a systematic process. I don't think we systematically change these issues. I don't think that there's a way to reform or refine the court system in a way that, that justice would actually be fair and equal to Every human in that place. I don't. I don't know that there's a way to refine it. I also don't know how we can unfuck the uh, the the balance of gender. I need to explain that better. I don't know how we unfuck the way that men feel like they have entitlement or power over women or that straight people think that they have a privilege uh, over somebody who is trans, as an example. I don't know how we unfuck that whole dialogue. What I do believe, though, is that it has to be, and probably can only be, a very individualized fucking process. First of all, I think everybody should go to goddamn therapy. I've said that before, (laughs) and I will say it again. I think everybody should go to therapy. First of all. Second of all... I think it is, I think it just is going to take multiple people like you and like me willing to continually make changes for us. We have to make changes here. We can't live in this world in a way that says, I'm going to live for that person or those people because what ends up happening, and this is the fucked up thing about being in, in spiritual leadership, that I saw over and, over and 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 over. That it no longer becomes about who you're serving. Because what ends up happening is that all of the pressure to serve the other people takes the focus off of this person, that you're, the person who's you're fucking in your own body. And, and that is what goes awry. That's what goes awry. There are people who serve outwardly in very great capacities. And they are the, some of, some of them are some of the most abusive people that you will ever meet. They're abusive emotionally. They're abusive sexually. They're abusive physically. They're, uh, they're crass and abusive with how they, uh, interact in their interpersonal relationships. Not, not to the whole but in their homes and in their, and in their communities and in their, or their friendships rather. So I've seen it many, many times where the person who's out to serve the whole, I think police officers, uh, not in whole fucking, I'm, none of this is hyperbole. (laughs) I think there are some police officers who take the service that they have seriously. They believe in justice. They want what is fair and equal and right for all people. And that is what they go to do. Okay. I also believe that there are some people who wear that uniform who had an idea about serving the whole and and let the ability, uh, the power, the control, the privilege, the entitlement get to them because they stopped working on themselves here in their brain and in their heart and they only focused on, quote, doing their job. I don't know all the pressures that come with being a police officer. I do know all the pressures that come with being a pastor I don't know all the pressures that come uh, from being black or female or somebody who chooses to transition um, or is gay, lesbian, bi. I don't know. I don't know what any of that feels like. I only know what is in my own head and what uh, in my own experience. And so as somebody who I mean, fuck, I have a I have a privilege. I'm a tall not ugly white male in America. All things considered, my life is really fucking easy. And it sucks to, th- that it sucks to say, it sucks to say in that particular capacity, but it, it also is just true. I have a privilege that other humans don't have. I'm not afraid of getting pulled over when I'm driving at night. I'm not afraid to walk to my car. Uh I don't I don't ha- I don't have to carry so many of the fears that that other humans have to carry and that hurts my heart. It hurts my heart that we live in this crazy fucking society where that is real. It sucks dick that that is real. It is so shitty to know that that what makes us different is actually the most beautiful thing about us and it, it and it's what makes us different that we should honor and we should celebrate the things that make us different not attack them in other people that's fucking so ludicrous that we do that it is so goddamn ridiculous so uh and you know i ultimately believe that if you're listening to this podcast or watching on instagram live you probably feel similarly to how I do. So, I don't mean to, quote, preach to the choir on this one. I'm just letting... I'm I'm more of trying to fill you in on what I believe, what my opinion is about the world around me. Um, I, you know, I guess to be clear or to be fair, it's not that I've never experienced prejudice. I have, being... Being tattooed, which doesn't really matter so much anymore, it had its moment where it mattered. And, you know, I used to have real big fucking holes in my ears. That mattered to people. Um, I lost job opportunities. I lost preaching opportunities. Um, I was judged, uh, you know, preemptively. People would see me. And I think even now, still, like, I think there are some people in the world who look at me and automatically assume that either A, I'm a mean human. Uh, or B, I have some past or history about me uh, that, you know, is felonious. <laughs> but even in, even in the moments where I have felt like people were prejudiced against me, for whatever fucking reason, I just can't believe that it even amounts to what it is like uh, to be other friends of mine. I can't fucking imagine. Like, I posted on Instagram, I think it was last night, I can't imagine being a person of color or a female. I can't fucking imagine. Like... uh, Not to go too far back, but the fucking dick pic thing? Like, I know! I know! Because my friends tell me! (laughs) Men are constantly sliding weird, disgusting, sneaky shit into every communicative platform possible. To try to put themselves onto a woman or something they, quote, want or think that they deserve. Um, Fucking bananas. I can't even imagine. And I have a daughter and it makes me want to throw up. Uh, (sighs) I also can't imagine what it's like. Um, I just can't imagine. Like, I can't imagine being targeted because of the color of my skin. I can't really imagine what that feels like. Um, I can try, but I don't have any real frame of reference even of what it would be like to be targeted because of the color of my skin. I fucking can't even wrap my head around it. Um, One of my dearest friends, his name is Luke, he lives in Memphis, and he does beautiful social work in Memphis. Uh, He's a white guy who uh, is now in administration in the school system there, and he was a teacher and he's worked his way into administration um, in the school system in Memphis. He fucking loves that city. Systematic racism makes that man crazy. And his passion for freedom for all people and fair, just treatment for all people is very inspiring to me. What makes me the most sad is that I don't know how we fix it. I don't know how we fix it. Ultimately, I believe that these issues are mental health issues. I don't even think gun control or reform would fix this. The mass shooting thing. Which is fucking tragic. It, It is it is absurd to think that somebody would take it upon themselves to have a firearm and blindly shoot it as if it were a goddamn video game. That is fucking bananas holy christ that is bananas to me however comma it happens and it happens fucking a lot in america unfortunately i don't think that a gun reform would fix it because it's it's a here thing it's a brain thing we fucking drugs are illegal addicts are all over the goddamn place Does does that make sense Uh, in the way that I'm comparing those two? Like, just because we make something illegal or try to reform it or um, fix how we have access to it, uh, it (laughs) it only makes people want it more, first of all. Second of all, it doesn't keep people from doing the shit that their brain tells them they should do. So the problem is not uh, reforming some of this stuff? Because systematically, I don't think we can fucking fix it. Do we need a better judicial system? Yes. Would some sort of reform on how people can access guns be helpful? Yes. Do I think it should include mental health evaluations? Yes. (laughs) Do I also think that people should get mental health evaluations before they make a child or get married? Yes, I do. I think we should have to be, uh past. I think we should have to get a check mark to say this person is emotionally and mentally competent and capable to make a child and raise that child. Or to enter into a marital union or to buy a fucking gun. <laughs> uh, I I think our lack of attention to evaluating our mental and emotional state is what has killed us. What has killed us is the pride that we have in front of Or between us and better decisions regarding mental health, regarding emotional health, regarding things like therapy, regarding um, medications that can help with anxiety and stress. We have such a pride against against much of it that it stands in our way of being better humans. And the only way that we fix this shit is an individual effort to make yourself a better human. And let me tell you a truth, memes aren't going to do that shit. (laughs) making a meme or sharing a meme on fucking Instagram does not make you a good person. It doesn't make you a social valuable member of society. It just doesn't. It means that you might've liked those words and that's great. Lots of people like great words. The Bible is a great example of people who like those words and those words do not do dick to make them a better or more faithful person to their faith or to themselves. So, this fucking meme share thing where, like, everybody thinks they're a great person or tries to make other people think they're great people because they share memes is fucking banana sandwich to me. It takes real work. I met a gentleman yesterday who, uh, I was telling him a little bit about my story, and he said, are you in therapy? (laughs) And I said, I am, actually. And he goes, I don't ask that to be rude. I, I really genuinely... That's a lot of fucked up shit that you endured. I hope that you're in therapy. And I said, yeah, I am. Uh, I said, are you in therapy? And he goes, no, I've always been afraid to go, but I, I really need to. And I was like, I've always been afraid to go. I've always been afraid. Of, what the fuck are we afraid of? My friends, what are we afraid of? Somehow this turned into an episode about therapy or something. I don't know. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to backtrack and start all the way over to wrap this thing up. Entitlement, privilege, and systematic prejudice are disgusting things. It is awful to think that because of your gender, the color of your skin, or who you choose to want to have sex with or be attracted to should make anybody treat you more different or differently than another person. It's fucking ridiculous that that is even a conversation we have. And I hate it, and it makes me angry, and I hate it, and it makes me angry. (laughs) Um... I also don't believe that we can systematically fix this problem. I really, truly only, I believe that we can only individually fix the problem. The problem is here. The problem is not out there. Um, So whether you're LGBTQ, black, Asian, Hispanic, white, uh, whether you're male or female, whether you're trans, all of those things are simply identifiers about who we are and how we, how we get to show up into this world. But we don't get to, none of us get to say, it's all because of them. It's not all because of any of us. It's because individual people make shitty decisions sometimes. And we live in a culture and a society where entitlement and privilege is really fucking real. It is easier to be a straight white man in this country than anything else. That is admitted, and it is stupid, and it's wrong, however, comma, if, in fact, we are going to make any sort of difference in the world that we live in during the life that we have, we only have the ability to focus on who we are as humans. Sharing memes don't make you better. Going to church doesn't make you better. Meditation in and of itself doesn't make you better. Affirmations don't make you better. Putting in real work in real time to change the pattern of your behavior can work. And it takes a lot of work and it does include meditation and therapy and it does include uh, positive affirmations and it can include church and it does include other people. It has to include other people. And so that's how I think we get there. I went a little long. If you're on the podcast, this one was heavy. I get it. Uh, th- I appreciate you listening. Thanks for showing up. I'm going to go ahead and sign you off Appreciate you very much, and we'll do this again real soon. See ya!